Hey, Jason. Hey, Tyler. I have a question for you. I hope I have an answer. What? And this is not that complicated. Okay. Why are you like, going like to make saying, things so like complicated? Like saying the word complicated apparently was for me. <laughs> this is not that complicated. Yeah. Uh, what's the best theme song ever? Wow. And from a show. From a show? From a show, not from okay. a movie. Okay. And if you feel the need, you can break down like this is the best cartoon. This is the best live action. I, I've got. You can just throw out a, a throw a couple on the table, and then we can sort them out. This is this is off the cuff, off top of the head. I was not yep. prepared for this question. Yep. Two jump to mind right away. Okay, I think that's probably you're gonna be your favorites. The one is The Office. Oh, yeah. Um, because and 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 part of why I say that is every youth group trip I've ever been on where there's a piano in the room, someone knows how to play it. I've never heard someone play that in Oh my life. gosh. Oh my goodness. Yeah, that yeah. makes sense. It is just the piano, basically, and then a harmonium. Yep. Yeah. Yep, that's Does it. someone come in with a harmonium and play the no, other part? It's always disappointing. Yeah. <laughs> you get like halfway through and you're like, wait, 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 there's no more. There's more. Kid. There's got to be one weird kid with a harmonium that they brought out of the Wait truck. right here. I'll go back to the bus. <laughs> I brought it. <laughs> and the other one's The Simpsons. Oh, yes. The Simpsons is a fantastic one. Yeah. Yeah, those are good ones. Um, I both I of which, by the by. Yeah. Mute instrumental, yeah. Lyrics you don't need them, yeah. In in a in a good intro. So what's the best um, lyrical? Like one with let's say what's the best that is like a uh, a story song, the best theme song that tells you the premise of this of the show. Oh, what's it called? Different Strokes. Oh, that's a great one. <laughs> but it doesn't actually tell you like. Doesn't it tell you the story? Here's a kid who got adopted. Like it's not. <laughs> Because it says, well, the world don't move to yeah, the beat of just true. one drum. That's true. Might be right for you. Might not be right for some. Uh, yeah, that's a that's a great one. You know who wrote that song? I do not. Alan Thick. Really? Yes. How about that? The dad in Growing Pains. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Father of Robin Thick, that disgusting singer. Really? Yeah. This has been highly educational 30 seconds yeah. for me. Oh, yeah. 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 That's great. Now you have to write this down in your journal that Shoot. this is the day when everything <laughs> changed. Dear diary. <laughs> no, you know what the best story, lyrical? I got I got that one cold. What is it? Fresh Prince. Oh, yes. It is the Fresh Prince. That's, that's yeah, it. End of discussion. That's it. That is the best one. You can say in West Philly. Yeah. And the it rest of the, the room will fill it in. The, the Brady Bunch has a good... Let's mm -hmm. give you the premise. Let's give you everything you need in this yeah. one. Gilligan's Island also. Yeah. Get, tells you the whole story. Um, the Munsters tells you the whole story. Mm -hmm. <laughs> no, it doesn't. There's no lyrics now. <laughs> Munsters is a great thing. Yeah. Uh, that is I, the whole story of the yeah. Munsters, though. I think um, my favorite, my general favorite is Sanford and Son. Do you remember that one? Da -da -da -da. Yeah. <laughs> the next half hour of the podcast will just be Tyler. <laughs> I always thought that would be a great song to walk into a room to. Oh, absolutely. I'm always thinking of songs to walk into rooms to. Let me ask this question. Okay, yeah. wait. Hey, Tyler. Hey, Jay. <laughs> <laughs> Because I think this is going to take us down the whole thing. Hey, Tyler. Hey, Jay. So I have a question for you. Oh, okay, what's the Based what's the on question? previous questions, <laughs> we have a mini golf pro tour. Yes. As a youth group every summer. Yep. And I need your help. Yeah. Because for, like baseball, yeah, everybody has walk-up music. 
Yes. I every every year. I love that, by the way. Yeah, that's it's only great. been a relatively recent thing. And usually, if it's a home team, you get two. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's great. But so for the mini golf pro tour, we bring a, a Bluetooth speaker. Oh, I thought you were gonna say boombox. I really wanted oh, to say boombox. Would have been Let's good. Say, take two. So we bring a boombox, <laughs> <laughs> and everybody has the, you select your walk up music. Yeah. So for you, Tyler Domsky, if you were first tee oh. of an eighteen hole, you only get the first tee. It's not every. Oh, it's every not every hole. tee. No, what? Just the first first tee. So I was gonna say I can give you the eighteen songs right now. <laughs> <laughs> I have this list right here. Yeah. So, uh, oh man, that's that's hard, and that's harder than just like walk-in music, like intro music, because I think intro music you don't want lyrics. Right. But if we're thinking like walk up to the plate, like in baseball, that can just be the like a cut of a song. It's a hype song. Yeah. And that's a different kind of thing. Yes. So my goal in life <laughs> remains to walk into a room to the throne room song from the end of, of a new oh album. yeah, and I and the, you know the perfect time to do that is your wedding. Yep. Yeah. And so, did we talk about that on the show, or did we talk about that? I don't know. I talk about it all the time. So, yeah. Uh, I don't think we've mentioned it on the, on the show before, but uh, so walking into after the reception. Yeah. Walking into the reception, not after the reception, at the beginning of the reception. Walking into the room, and I thought this is great. I talked Adrian into it. She was on board, and and it's the it's the song that plays when they're walking in at the ver- in the throne room, mm-hmm. getting the medals. Yep, it's the classic um, four. Yeah, dun, dun, yeah, and it's the it ends up being the classic force theme. Dun, dun, da, 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 da. It's a great room, great song to walk into. Uh, got it all set, ready to play. Told the DJ, here it is. Here's the song. We had a different song for our uh, our bridal. Party. These are all on. Into. These are all on eight tracks. Back these when are you on got married, CDs. Right? Oh, okay. I was. I would. It was a forefront. I made a CD. That's why it's even more frustrating. <laughs> made a CD, and it's here's the walk-in song for the bridal party. It is uh, the Good Life by a band called Weezer. Yeah. Uh, if you're not familiar with that band, fantastic. Uh, it's a fantastic song. It's a hype song. Uh, very loud. Uh-huh. And uh, then it came time to introduce us. He pronounced our name wrong and didn't change the song. Domeski. Uh, no, just Domsk. <laughs> yep, and uh, and uh, like like said it. Thank like this. you for taking the time. And so, uh, uh, and then continued to play that song. And I almost like was like, no, we can't walk in because they're not playing the song. Yeah, this is and, this was it. And this I realized once in the in moment, a that's it. Yeah, there's yeah. not unless you become like a famous author or something and like go to Comic Con or yeah. whatever. Like you're not. I can't fabricate that now, and I can't. I don't want someone to like throw me a party. And, no. then, and then create a situation just for me to walk in there. It's like, no, thank you. Be too cheap. Yeah, it's like making your own nickname. Like, you're not allowed to do yeah. that. Yeah, it has to happen organically in this. In this. So, hey, guys, start calling me Diesel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, the, uh, yeah, I used to try to get people to call me TJ. Because that's really? my initials. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, because my middle name is Jennifer. I'll get right on that, Tyler. Yeah, yeah. so uh, the... Uh, um, Anyway, yeah, that was the song that I wanted to walk into. I don't think that's you don't want that to walk up to a T because no. no. that that's got a slow burn. Yeah, 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 yeah. You want to walk into a room, walk down Hype. a hall filled with rebel pilots mm-hmm. into a smiling Princess Leia and a some for some reason uh, Chewbacca not getting a medal. I yeah, don't yeah, I don't. He, he no. yeah, he deserves it. Uh, so the walk. I mean, it, it could be the Sanford and Son theme song. It's a wonderful song. That'd be great. Uh, yeah. Oh, that that's pretty good. That's is that how you whistle? That is. I'm. I oh can't my. whistle. That's always. That's an interesting thing to learn about someone. I can't whistle. Yeah. Which is 
so hard for a musician slash worship leader. Yeah. Any any song that has whistles in you it? You whistle with your guitar. Can't do it. So the song that I really like, that I would walk into, oh my goodness. Um, oh, this is too hard. My brain has shut down. Wow. Like a walk-up song, because that's a different than an, than an intro song. Yeah. Than a, like walking in. So like if I'm going to be like a guest on a talk show, my walk-in song would be different. There's a song... Mm-hmm. That I actually at one point was trying to, to use for the theme song for this podcast. It's called Outro by a band called Wolfpeck. Oh. It's a fantastic band. A great band to just listen to while you're doing stuff because they're like half inch from like a yeah. a kind of funk band. But like a new band. Like they're they've been around for maybe ten years. They're a bunch of guys who went to Michigan, <laughs> uh who were from Michigan, went to college together and, and just play this this uh rhythm section ba- like funk band. Like it's yeah. a, but they made a fake story that they were these <laughs> Germans from the 1970s who were like a studio band and uh it, but they're really good and the bass player is really good and they have two keyboard players one guy plays piano one guy plays like e-piano yeah. like electric piano and like a Hammond organ and it's really oh, oh it's it's solid stuff like yeah. it really and it's high musicianship and so they'll bring in singers and so every once in a while their songs have have, have lyrics in it but this one doesn't and it's called outro and it's the very first song on the on the on the album <laughs> Uh, and it's just I like these a, guys, just oh, based yeah. on all of that. Yeah. And, and there's a saxophone in this one too, but it's like, like it's a strutting song. And so yeah. it's like, and I used it one time a couple years ago. I did a, a Lenten series on my blog where I did a different song for each day in Lent. Mm. And this was my Palm Sunday song. And imagine Jesus coming into Jerusalem on a donkey. <laughs> Like just strutting it up, yeah. just like that's a kingly song, but like the coolest like hipster king that you could get. And it's just every time I hear it, I just imagine Jesus walking into town and thinking that's the way to that's that's the entrance you want. Yeah. So I might. Oh wait, it's playing right now. So you hear the song See that? that you're listening to. <laughs> okay, so that's you can t- yeah, and then the song just keeps getting funkier. I'm on a journey. Yeah. Um. So that one or uh, hit me, baby, one more time. <laughs> I've got nothing to add to yeah. that. <laughs> okay. I last year stole and I felt bad about it because he had the best walk up music, I think. Andrew McCutcheon. Oh, yeah. For a while. He had the best everything. He had the best everything. Oh, Andrew McCutcheon is my favorite sports athlete of all time. But he did church clap for a while. Oh. The the KB and the Lecrae. Is it KB? I know I it's Lecrae. I don't know. I'm not familiar with Christian music. Well, Barrel Beal tell us. But, uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yep. But church clap, it. There's yeah. Christian music, and then there's everything Lecrae yeah. is doing. Oh, yeah. And that's those are two different well, genres. And when we were talking about the, oh, is this uh, good Christian stuff? Is this a new, uh, oh, I hear the music, it is. <laughs> so this is good Christian stuff again. I didn't mention Lecrae in our good Christian stuff earlier, not because yeah. I think Lecrae is not good, but just because everyone always points to, well, Lecrae's good. Listen, yeah, that's right. like good. Right. And so he becomes the poster child for acceptable See? Christian music. He's our one. So now that just quickly, since we're in this episode of good <laughs> Christian stuff, I do want to highlight something that I left out last time. Yeah. Another great spoken word are uh, like, hip-hop artist is propaganda propaganda oh my goodness propaganda is so good and he's so like he will blow your brain up with knowledge like it is outstanding believe it or not i'm walking on air you saying propaganda gives me a segue to the topic i had today i love it so i'm jay and i'm tyler and this is roughing Roughing the the Pastor. pastor
So for a long, long time, yeah, I went to the National Youth Workers Convention every I year. I went to that twice. Yeah. Maybe three times. I loved it. Yeah. For a while. Uh, at a certain point, I have been to every seminar available. I th- yeah. I think, did you ever go to Catalyst? No, I would like to. Did you go to Orange? No, I would okay, like to. Orange is the youth version of Catalyst. Yeah. Catalyst was great. And then. <laughs> <laughs> go on. Uh, I don't know what happened. I think I got to a point where I realized like, oh, no, thank you. Yeah. Um, at one, you it's the same people every year. It's, half of it is all the same people. Um, it was, I mean, it's, it's a big, huge, like it's like 60,000 people, something like that. Yeah. Um, it's a big deal. This big, uh, evangelical, like it's before I really understood anything about the depth of the church. So someone bought me tickets to it right when I got out of seminary and I went and it was super fun. And it's, especially for being in a denominational mainline church, a lot of the excitement that you don't really get in that stuff and a lot of focused on pastor stuff. The problem was they were always talking about leadership and church planning for people who like, you know how you have 2000 people at your church yeah, right. every Sunday? Like, no, like, actually I don't know that. You know how you're running out of mall to be, <laughs> it's like, what are you talking about? Here's how you get your children's ministry going. You get first, right. you put these 200 kids over there and then you get a thousand leaders and they come in and it's like, all right. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> yeah. I don't understand that. And, and you specialties can be a little bit like that. Yes. Um, my favorite part about it is a propaganda speaks almost every year. Yeah. Uh, and does not like his music. He used to speak at Catalyst, and it he does not anymore, and it's very clear why. Yeah, right. yeah, because he had he, some things to say about. He had some things to say that they don't want to hear, and he, I think, is okay not speaking there. Yeah, anymore. yeah. yeah. Um, come to think of it, I haven't seen him at youth specialties in a couple of years. Yeah, either. I think he's kind of done with a lot of that yeah. stuff. So anyway, National Youth Workers Convention. Yep, uh, they are a rebellious sort, and so one year they realized they were a little short on speakers. Oh. But they said in the announcements, they didn't want us to go back to our churches and have our pastors feel like they had spent too much money for us to not get much out of it. Yep. So they filled the brochure with fake seminars <laughs> <laughs> so you could come back and hand somebody. So th- is this Marco era of yeah, National Youth? Yeah, okay. this is Marco. This is not Doug Field's era. No. Okay. No, no. Um, and uh, and so we came back and, and there's and all kinds of. And Mark Matlock was in there at yeah, some point? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so we, so names that nobody cares about. No, yeah. right. So this brochure is full of real seminars and then like fake ones. Yeah. Uh, and one was the theology of napping. Nice. And lo and behold, it was intended to be a fake, but they put it in a room that actually had a couple couches. And so people just started showing up. Nice. And napping. Nice. It's a it's a seminar at the Youth Works Convention to this day. It carries on. It's, and is it just a napping room or does someone yeah. actually talk about no, it? No. Oh. Do they have a, like soft music playing? It's low light, soft oh, music, nice. bunch of couches, pillows, whatever you need. Nice. 10 to 15 minute nap. Oh, off they you go. time it? No, no. You can see <laughs> as long as you want. But so They yeah. just turn on like really loud music. <laughs> beep, beep, beep. Okay, yeah. get out. Yeah. <laughs> All right. There's a throwback. Yeah, it is. For long time listeners. That's payoff for the hardcore fans. The invested. Yeah. It got me thinking because uh, as somebody who worked, um, I work at a moderately large church. Yeah. Which has its. For, adv- which for, for denominationalism, a immensely large church. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. We're so huge. moderately large for most what most people think of, but for a denominational church. Oh, we're huge. Uh, I think. Astoundingly big. In Pittsburgh, I think it's us and like one other that go back and forth on who's biggest. Yeah. Um, which that doesn't matter. I think there are some advantages to having a whole bunch of people. Yeah. I think there's some extreme disadvantages to having a whole bunch of people in yep. that we end up being run more like a business than we do at church. Yeah. Well, there's a lot more money involved too. And so there's a lot more people who 
wring their hands about right. stuff like that. And so the business people come to manage. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, but so that the downside of that for me as a pastor is I am constantly just busy. Yeah. My day is full from morning, noon and night. Like I am running to this, to that, to whatever. Yeah. The other day I stopped and I went into the middle school room, which is right over there. And it is all couches. Nice. I took a nap. Yeah. And it was this moment of like... Was there a fear that someone would catch you napping and think, what is this guy doing? There was a small one. What are we paying him for? There was a small one. Did you lock the door? No. Oh. But that room, the couches are all... The backs are to the door. So yeah. I figured someone would actually have to come in. Yeah. There's no way. That Did do. you set an alarm? No. Oh. I just let it roll. Nice. And that's the thing is I, I had this guilt of like, oh man, I should be like writing a sermon or replying yeah. to that email or yeah. doing something productive. Yep. yep. But on the other hand, as soon as my head hit the pillow on the nasty couch that somebody's grandma donated to us. Which are the best couches, by the way. so are. There is nothing. If you, being in youth ministry kind of requires you to get over germophobia yeah, and no. stuff like that. But when you can get past the donatedness of these couches, there They're are. The best. I've never experienced a couch that's more comfortable in my life than any couch in a youth room. Yeah. Maybe not any couch. There's always a couple of gross ones, but it. the good couch yeah. in the youth room. And good does not mean it's high class. No. It means it is broken in in the perfect way. Yep. And usually it's like nine feet long. Yep. So you can fully extend. It's longer than a bed. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It really is. Yep. Uh, uh, but I lied down and went, there is something spiritual happening here. Yeah. That I am supposed to be working and doing something, but I am taking this moment. Yeah. And I have a lot of scripture to back that up there, but just off the top, like. It's almost as some- though God wants us to stop and rest sometimes. Yeah. He should have told us that, like, at the beginning. Uh, yeah. Like, this should have been, like, written down somewhere. Or, like, over and over and over again. <laughs> yeah. You know, yep, it should yep. be in the scripture a lot. Yeah. Um, obviously, so be, we're joking about Sabbath. Yeah, yeah. But, like, I don't know anybody, pastors included. Somebody joked with me. I, I was setting up an, an interview for another show we're doing mm-hmm. on a Sunday. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I called the person that I was going to interview and said, could you come on Sunday? And he said, oh, working on the Sabbath. And I was like, funny. No one does that any like it, yeah. it's not a thing yeah. for Christians to have Sabbath. Yeah. Um, well, and especially for pastors, I think that like to that. So we we hold Sabbath and we kind of push Sabbath for people, and we still think that the Sabbath is supposed to be on Sunday. It's um, not. And especially if you work in the church at all, yeah. it, you are busier on Sunday than you're on almost every other day. Yep. And so if that is what you're treating as your Sabbath, and you're like, well, I'll just rest after I get back from church. No, you're no, not. No, 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 no. And so it is imperative that you take an actual Sabbath another day. And yeah. as much as you can to like turn off your phone or just not answer stuff or things like that. So uh, first, before we get too theological on it, yeah. I, I have uh, my, so have you always been a napper? Yes. Uh, how do you feel from a nap? How long, what, what does a nap need to be for you to, to really help? According to all the experts, I'm doing it very wrong. Okay. I am a good two, three hour napper. Oh my. Yeah. Okay. Um, so like Monday is my day off. Yep. Before the kids were around, you could count on a midday nap on Mondays. Yeah. It was without question. Midday Sundays like too. two or midday like eat some lunch and then one o'clock later. Lunch down. and then, then peace wake out. up around three or four. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. My my favorite analogy of this is Sunday. Yeah. Not Sabbath, but this was the routine. Yeah. Do churchy stuff. Come home, have lunch. Steeler game starts at one. Yeah. Watch the first quarter. Fall asleep for the second and third. <laughs> wake up just in time to see nice. the payoff of, of everything that you How missed in the middle. How do you come out of a nap? 
like what's your experience coming out of a nap? I'm like, usually you coming good. up like, oh, gotta go, ready, ready to do it. Let's do this, guys. There's a little bit of a revving, but yeah. it's not. I'm not groggy. Like uh, it takes me a couple minutes to get going, and then once I'm going, yeah. I'm like ready to go. So okay, uh, compare that then with my experience. Yes, that. please. So, um, <laughs> I, I think I, I said a, a while ago um, when I was talking about what I would change about the world. One was that I would only need four hours of sleep. Yeah, right. I like sleeping Mm -hmm. i don't like losing the time i really i like the time of being up on the fringes of the day more than i like sleeping yeah and i I can appreciate that and i like being away uh, awake throughout the day more than i like sleeping so i uh, as much as i do appreciate sleep i'm not the enemy of sleep but i don't value it as much as i should and i don't get enough sleep but there's always uh, there's always things to do. Yeah. And if there aren't things to do, there's things to watch. Yeah. Or things to catch up on. And my list of things to do involves books. It involves music. It involves uh, actual jobs that I need to do, papers I need to write, things I need to read, uh, sermons I need to prepare, and all like organizing pictures for the last ten years. Yeah. Uh, Reevaluate, like figuring out what I'm gonna do with all my old DVDs, like things like that. Going through boxes in my garage. So this is why I don't see enough TV, and my house is a freaking mess. Yeah. Carry so on. Multiple levels of things that I should be doing. Yeah. That I will always sacrifice sleep to do those things. Um, and my experience with napping is that it's hard for me to fall asleep. It's hard for me to fall asleep at night. Yeah. Um, so oftentimes at night, I will listen to, uh, for a real long time, my my go-to was listening to uh, audio of episodes of The Simpsons. Okay. Because I found that music, I can think over. Mm-hmm. Uh, like audiobooks or new things, mm-hmm. podcasts, which weren't around at the time, but podcasts even now are too interesting. Yep. So they keep me awake. And so The Simpsons was the perfect thing because I knew these episodes enough yep. that it I could fall asleep to them. But they were interesting enough that they would just keep enough focus on my brain that I wasn't thinking about everything. Because yep. when I'm falling asleep, especially at the end of the day, is when I come up with all of the ways to solve all the problems. Like <laughs> right. I am the smartest at like one in the morning yep. when I'm laying down. And uh, and I was like, oh, I should do this and do that. And, th- and then I, like, I solve every problem. But then w- really not, I don't solve anything because they're all not practical. And I forget them all by the time I wake up. But, yep. So falling asleep is not easy. And especially if I take a nap. So if I, any nap, more than 10 minutes, I wake up like I'm coming out of surgery. <laughs> like it really, I have no idea what day it is. Yeah. I'm my whole, like my brain is like foggy for yeah. the rest of the day. <laughs> See, that's destructive. Yeah, it's that's really, bad. and so naps for me, just, it's basically I'm done with the day yeah. and I didn't get enough sleep. And it also probably means I'm not going to get to sleep. I'm going to have a lot of time getting to sleep. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. Sarah introduced me to this new thing called the coffee nap. Oh, which yeah. those are Where two drink, words. You drink coffee and then nap right away. Right. Yeah. And the idea being it takes like 10 or 15 minutes for the caffeine to kick in your system. So you down a coffee real fast, lay down, go to sleep. And then 10 or 15 minutes later, the caffeine will wake you back up. Yeah. Nope. Slept right through it. I took a coffee nap. I downed a cup of coffee and I laid down. And two hours later, <laughs> was it was it decaf? No, no. I see. I think that it, it's not that it wakes you up. It's just that it gets you sleeping faster. Yeah, like that's so that you get to a deep sleep faster. That's that's how I'd heard it. I hadn't heard that this will. It's like an alarm for you. Yeah, but that. Well, it's not for me. It, if you do it right away, it puts you down a whole lot quicker. Yeah. It's it's oddly like a tranquilizer. Yeah, yeah. Well, certainly bears out in my experience because I was gone, <laughs> gone. So yeah, so the I love the concept of a nap, and especially there are days when I um, 
I, I mean, I like the comfiness of sleeping. I like especially like a, a, a nice couch to lay down yeah. on. I, I like all of that stuff. But couch napping and bed napping, two different things. Yeah. Bed couch. napping, I feel like is you're just going. You're the you're real going deal. back to bed. Yeah. yeah, you are sleeping. Yeah, yeah. That's a, it's not a nap. Couch napping, that's couch, where it's at. Couch napping is the best kind of thing. Yeah. My problem is again with the couch nap. I will lay down and be like, I should get a book, and I don't get a book. I'll be like, I'll just check something on my phone, or I'll play this this game that I don't get a chance to play. Like, yeah. I have too many distractions, and there's too many things backed up in my queue. Yeah. I need to. I need to get. Uh, episodes may i on tape so that you have it apologize for what you're going to have to endure this week so i gotta i gotta let you know uh for you the listener uh we just talked about dave matthews yeah for a long time yeah so i want you to actually notice uh i i so either we either in the in the podcast you're currently listening to either we didn't talk about dave matthews at all all. (laughs) because i cut it all out (laughs) but we only talked about it for a few minutes and i I think I would wager we talked about Dave Matthews for probably 15 minutes. I that's accurate. I mean 15 that's or 20 minutes. Yeah. Clock accurate. Okay, so yeah. 15 minutes. Uh, however much Dave Matthews actually makes it into this episode, <laughs> know that there were 15 minutes of real deep cut talk about the, the, the fall of Dave Matthews. Band. We were talking about uh, doing a live show, yeah. which we will come back to when we have more details on no, that. But we'll have an audience to feed off oh of. Oh my we'll, gosh. We, as soon I'm as we so say Dave, Dave Matthews Band and we're met with blind eyes, we'll just go, oh, moving right on. I'm so We'll scared. self-edit. It's easier to self-edit with yeah. an audience. Yeah. Uh, anyway, napping. Yeah, but but I just I do want to think. Uh, know that there was a lot of Dave Matthews, and yeah. if you really want to hear it, tell us, and we'll just release it straight to you. I'll it'll be like our own Lily White session. Yeah, it'll we'll be a bonus <laughs> like outtake. Of, yeah. If you want to hear two guys talk real real deep about who produced what album after <laughs> after before these crowded streets. Okay. Anyway, napping. so I think God built into us yeah. this cycle of work and rest. Yeah, and God tells us that too. Yes. Yeah. I mean, like it's not a secret. No. Right at the very beginning. <laughs> right. Yeah. The, like almost the, right out of the beginning. The the second chapter of the book. Yeah. He, on God the seventh on the seventh day. Yeah. You know what? Nap time. Yeah. And I set this in order so that you all do this too. Right. So God's all like, yeah, you need to rest. But then the eighth day, you pick it back up. Yes. Yeah. And and cycle again. Yeah. Uh, and, and what I find so interesting back to the politics thing of like, is America a Christian nation? Oh, there are so many pieces of the American dream or ethos or whatever that are antithetical to Christianity that no one picks up on. Yes. And this is one of the biggest to me is that Tyler's taking my picture right now. Yes. (laughs) It's what I always forget to do. Yeah. Hi. Hi everybody. So wait, that's, (laughs) so these are the two (laughs) pictures of, (laughs) <laughs> Jay is is leaning forward in his seat like he's about to tell us the master plan of how we're going to get yeah. the jewel heist to work. Yeah, right. And okay. I am maxing and relaxing. If this if this chair right, could hey. go back further, <laughs> let's, let's I would be on the floor. I have extended the mic away from the thing. <laughs> I have arms back like I am just having a sunny like hey, a it's a go. siesta over here. Yeah. It's almost nap time. Yeah. This is how I nap. I just get <laughs> more and more flat. Reclined. I don't actually fall asleep. Yeah. I just I just melt. But the, the the American ethos of work, 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 yeah. earn, 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 is actually antithetical to the system that God had designed from the beginning. Yes. Well, and, um, and that there was, even when there was breaks, we still don't want, like, the, no. that we reward people who don't take breaks. Yeah. 
Oh man, it's like I've noticed over the years that like when people start telling you about how busy they are, it makes me crack up all the time because it reminds me of when you were kids and you would like ride the school bus in winter and talk about how big the snowman you built that weekend was. Yeah. Well, mine was eight feet tall. Well, mine had four. It's you you wouldn't believe how busy I am. I have so much going on, especially as pastors. Oh my gosh. We're the worst at it. Idolize busyness. Yeah. More than anything. There's a, um, uh, Eugene Peterson writes about this in in a way really good, but I can't quote it because I can't specifically pick it out. So all of this is informed by Eugene Peterson in some way, but just the, the idolization of a busy pastor and that a busy pastor equals a successful pastor. And so that's why pastors have a bunch of crap on their desk. That's why they have, they keep saying yes to everything. Yep. And that's why pastors get burnout. And, um, hundred percent. I, uh, am not good at saying no to things. So one of the things that I heard, I know he didn't come up with this, but, uh, the heretic Rob Bell said one time, uh, at a, uh, youth workers convention or at catalyst, one of these things yeah. that we used to come to youth work. That's, that might well be where I met him. Wow. So, right. so, yeah. uh, anyway, Rob Bell, who's, who's great, but just kind of, he's off doing, uh, he's, <laughs> his uh, own thing. Yeah. He's making little daisy, daisy crowns. <laughs> Having a podcast and and doing his best to not mention God, but talk about God as much mm-hmm. as he can without saying the word God. Uh, anyway, uh, I think Rob Bell still has some great things to say, but he's just really excited with the idea of of not being labeled as a Christian. Yeah. Um, so at one point, Rob Bell um, in one of these talks, and it was a really good one. He said, uh, and again, this is not unique to him, but I just heard him say it that you have to say no. Yes. That if you don't know how to say no, if you try to say yes to everything, you're really saying no to everything. Yeah. That in order to say yes to anything, you have to say no to stuff. And so if I'm saying yes to everything, I'm really saying no to my family. Yep. Even though I want to say yes, and I'm telling them yes, but I'm actually saying no because either I'm not going to make it there, I'm going to be late because I have all these meetings, or when I do get there, I'm going to be so burnt out that I'm not really there. Yeah. And so, I mean, this gets back to that the the theology of presence, of being at the game even, like this, this idea that just because you're physically in a place doesn't mean you're actually there. Right. And when we overwork ourselves and we, we burn ourselves to the limit um, – then we what we do is we sacrifice any real presence at any place. And we're saying no to everything. So I'm not really present at the meeting that I've given up the rest of the stuff there because I'm so tired and I'm worried about the stuff right. there. I'm not present with my family when I'm there because I'm either either they're already asleep or I'm so burnt out that I get home and I just kind of fall down on the couch. And my kids are like, hey, can you play? And like, I'd love to, but I just need to relax yeah. for a little bit. And that is um, so crushing yeah and especially as a pastor there's always more to do there anyone working in the church no one i i very rarely are you going to get someone who comes up and says you know what you should really go home (laughs) that never like why not why don't you we got it here why don't you why don't you we can take care of this there's always more to do and there legitimately is always more to do yeah uh and and the more to do is not always like it Sometimes it's really good stuff yep. to do. So that's the even harder thing is that the, the extra stuff, if you put more energy into this thing, it might help that thing more. But every time you put more energy into something, you're taking energy out of something else. And usually it's taking energy out of you. And what suffers the most is your family. Yeah. Because they are not the ones who, they're the ones who um, uh, we, take a, we, we take advantage of the fact that they're obligated to love us. And... <laughs> That's why a lot of pastors have broken families. A lot yeah. of pastors, even if they don't have broken families, have really bad relationships with their kids so or a relationship with their spouses. Uh, it's it's such a hard thing to put into perspective. And especially every church is going to have problems that 
feel like they could be solved by more time yeah. and more energy. Which is almost never true, by the no, way. No, no, never. Yeah. And even if you do solve that problem, it just opens up more problems. Yeah. So there's, it's a never ending. It is holding on to water. Yeah. I mean, you can, if you are really um, focused, you can uh, kind of scoop your hands and like fill up a pool with water from the beach. Yeah. And the more, the faster you go, the more you can get it. But you're never really going to get it there. And especially if that pool has a hole in it. Let's say yeah, you're done. Here's the analogy. <laughs> I got a baby pool on the beach for whatever reason that I want to fill. There's yeah. a small hole in it and I have no bucket. So I can use my hands to get water from the beach. And if I move faster, it'll feel like I'm actually filling it up. But that water is always going to be leaking out. Yeah. And there's nothing I can do because I can't plug it for whatever reason. <laughs> there's nothing I can do legitimately to fix this. Right. But I feel like if I just work harder, then I'll do that. And I also, there's that fear that you don't want someone to come by and see that the pool is empty and be like, well, whose job was it to keep the pool full? Well, and then, oh, it was Tyler. Yeah. Where's he? He's off with his family. And this like, is an on. apt analogy because if you're at the ocean, why are you filling the baby pool? Yeah. Like yeah. go swim in the ocean. Yeah. Just tell <laughs> everybody instead of this pool, it's just right, go there. right over there. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's right there. Like, yeah. You know, so instead of coming up with a brilliant vision plan for how you're going to be relational, mm-hmm. go hang out with your church people yeah. or better yet, people who aren't your church people, like go do the thing instead of making a business plan about the thing that, you know, it, it just, it snowballs on itself to a place that you're not doing the thing. Yeah. You're supposed to be doing. My friend Kyle is a pastor in Los Angeles, and uh, he's an amazing pastor, an amazing friend. He's amazing many things. Oh. And, the amazing uh, Kyle. Yeah, the amazing Kyle. The amazing Courtney Kyle. Oh. He's, he's so amazing. His name is Courtney. Not a boy. And uh, so he, um, uh, we went to visit him one time. Uh, we went to visit him a couple times, like extended visits before we had kids. And when that time when you had a summer, and we were in seminaries too, so we was like, yeah, we can take a week and just go to Los Angeles. Yeah. Um, and uh, he was talking about how he he had a membership at the gym, mm-hmm. and it was not cheap because it's Los Angeles. And he was like kind of struggling with like, ah, is this worth it? And is this like I? He was working for a church. He was still in seminary, but he was working for a church and thinking like, I I shouldn't take this hour. So like that's the time I should be put in the ministry. Yeah. And it's money that I could be spent on something else. And then he realized that when he didn't work out, he was exhausted and lethargic. Mm-hmm throughout the week and that hour of working out allowed him to be present other yep. places yep and so kind of the opposite of rest but rest still in the same thing but well that's what i was gonna say exercise and physical presence allowed him to be present more like it did it it, it was less time but the time that he had was more focused yeah and that's the 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 idolatry of busyness says that my time is important but we don't talk about focus right because we're never focused. Well, that's when we're talking about being with your family and how they suffer when we say yes to everything. I was thinking about how ironic it is in this stage of my life with two, three and a half year olds. Yeah. I have to rest for my Sabbath because my day off is Monday. Yeah. And Sarah works. So it is the one day a week that I'm guaranteed to spend with the boys all day. Yeah. Um, that's my Sabbath. So my deal is when they wake up, I say, what do you want to do today? And they're three year olds. So like the answer could be, Insanity. Educar Toy Story. Uh, <laughs> What's it called? Educar. Educar Toy School. <laughs> we were watching it today, Yay! and I was angry Yay! about it. <laughs> oh, that makes me such joy. Uh, I want to call back to the fact that on our episode about kids thing, that uh, Jason said that that was banned from his house. It used to and be. The ban has been lifted. Yeah, by Sleepy Jason. Because I am <laughs> weak. 
Or did you? Weak. Were you just like, you know what? The last one ended on a cliffhanger. I want to see what they're going to do with this green no, track. No, it's uh, not at all what I did. <laughs> There's no plot at all. I that was the most fun thing about children's stuff is like starting to get into it. Yeah. Like, yeah. How is Blue going to figure this one out? <laughs> right. I mean, I know she's scared of thunder, but I don't think that's it. But anyway, so like we just, you know, what do you want to do today? We want to go to the park. Great, let's go to the park. And yes. like whatever they want, I'm down for. So Sundays. Great now, lesson to teach your kids. Oh man. <laughs> well, yeah, right. Within reason. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Right. Let's smoke today. Yeah, n- All right, no. boys. It's like a plan B. Uh, <laughs> Fight club. But now I'm at a point where like Sunday, I need to rest up because if I'm exhausted going into Monday, yeah. I'm not going to be present to yeah. be with the kids. And like yeah. if that's your payoff pitch is to be more relational with your family and be around, like you should actually invest something in that. Yeah. Um, it's been interesting getting older. Um, <laughs> well, and, and that sounds, so? Well, that sounds like a, a left turn, but it's really not. So I'm going to be 40 in five months. If you're listening to this podcast and the U2 song 40 just started playing in your head, give yourself two bonus points. Or, uh, yeah. Yeah. If you yeah. said, Lordy, Lordy, look who's 40. Yeah, there it take is. Take away there 10 it is. Bonus I was going to say, if, if you're listening to this podcast and the U2 song 40 came into your head, you're, you're, probably you're older 40. than 40. Yeah, <laughs> much. Seriously. Uh, so, but, uh, and for a while, like it, it's been, I mean, almost since we had kids. So kids have something to do with it. But a lot of times when my wife and I are saying like, how, how was your day or how you doing? The, the, the initial answer is I'm tired. Yeah. And, and not like angry like that. It was like, oh, I'm just tired. And the, that has just been a regular state of my life is that I'm just always tired. Yeah. Some of it is just you're older, mm-hmm. but also some of it is the things that I sacrifice for busyness yeah. are the things that no one is going to tell me to do if I don't do it. Like sleep. Right. Like exercise. Like spending time with my kids and, and present time with my kids. Yeah. So the things that I need the most to function in a, which is a healthy body, <laughs> a healthy uh, uh, mind, and yeah. a healthy family are the things that we are most willing to sacrifice yeah. to try to be healthy in those other places but it makes you toxic throughout. Uh, we have the Presbyterian Church uh, has a, the Board of Pensions, which is basically an insurance yeah. thing, uh, and it's really great. Like it's a, it's a great deal. Yeah. If, you, if you want some insurance, become a Presbyterian pastor. Yeah, no, uh, and but, the pension that comes yeah, with it. Yeah, pension comes with it. So, but it's a really good uh, insurance um, company and stuff. And one of the things that a lot of employers are doing, and the Presbyterian Church is doing it actually in a really nice way. So a lot of employers are like giving you Fitbits, and if you walk so much, yeah. but really what they're doing is like they're they're trying to just cut their money down and, and they will penalize you if you don't walk enough. Yeah. Presbyterian church doesn't do that. They, like it's, it is what it is. But if you do all of these different healthy things and I can't remember what, what's it called? I, it benefits Walk to health. Something. Yeah. Well, it's benefits connect, but it's like March towards health or something. Yeah, like that. I can't remember the exact word. Obviously anyway, we both enrolled yeah, in this we're, program. We're super great at it. <laughs> um, and it's, but it's a bunch of stuff. It's like walk these many steps. You get a hundred points. And if you get to a thousand points, and one of them is like, go see your doctor, yeah. go get your eyes checked, go to the dentist. Like they're basic things that an adult human should do, but a lot of adult humans don't do. Right. Um, and then other ones are like, uh, take time away from a screen Yeah. or like do a crossword puzzle. Like they're, they're actual real things. And you get these, and some of them are worth a hundred, some of them are worth like 50. And Very much honor system, which yes. you would expect of pastors. Yes. yes. And, and if you do, if you hit the thousand within the year, then your premiums go down by like a hundred dollars yeah. or something like that. Um, so it is, I mean, it's, it, it's very much, it's classical conditioning. It gives you a, it's a reward, it's stimulus reward. 
Um, but it works. And if you don't do it, it doesn't penalize you so much as it just you just get what you thought you were going to get. Yeah. But it really they're doing their best. And the Presbyterian Church has realized actuarially <laughs> that it is worth it to them financially to have healthy pastors because yeah. that has healthy congregations. That means that there's less vacancies because there's less burnout. Yep. So there's a thing that they put on called credo. And it comes from the Latin. It looks like credo, but they tell you right away. The first thing you learn is it rhymes with Plato. <laughs> um, <laughs> have you, you been? I have been. I've, the I've frustrating been thing yet. is that I got a sinus infection on my flight oh. down. It's like, so it's like a 12-day conference, 10, 10 or 12-day conference, which is like the length of a normal a normal conference is like four or five days. So yeah. I think it's 10 days. Um, and so you do all the normal conference stuff in the first four or five days. And you're like, got it. Yeah. Ready to go. And that's how most conference you come out of conference, you learn all the stuff, you're excited, you're like, I'm gonna put this in action, and then you get back, you're like, No, oh, none of this fits. And then uh, like you're giving all these puzzle pieces to a puzzle you're not working on. Right. And uh, <laughs> that's a great way to say it. And so then you don't know what to do with them, you just kinda of put them on yourself and then they're done. So the neat thing about Credo is that you had the normal kind of five days of like mind blowing, and then it made you stay there for yeah. another four or five days and be like, So how are you gonna do it? Yeah. Uh and in order to, and it's fully paid by the board of pensions. So, and they realized that it was again worth their money to pay for like, I mean, it's like five or six thousand yeah. dollars for a person, probably more than that, because yeah. all your meals. And it's in a nice place, like, and they send you to different places. So, so you have to get. It's like a lottery system that you get drawn, and everybody gets the chance within these certain age frames, age ranges. Um, and I got it, and so I got a sinus infection on the way there that was undiagnosed for like four days. Oh. And then it got real bad, and we were in Louisiana, and we were like an hour and a half away from the next uh, town. Yeah. And uh, so the there was a nurse there, and she kind of diagnosed it, and, and she's like, here's the good news. It's a sinus infection. Here's the bad news. It's not bad enough to take you in. I can't take you into town. Yeah. So I can't get you a prescription. Ride so you're just going to have to baby. deal with this. I can give you like Mucinex and stuff, to, oh. but- so that last five days when I was supposed to figure out what was up, uh, I don't really remember yeah. like that. So I'm just like a hazy. So I feel like I missed my chance. Like I won the lottery and then I lost them. I left the money on the bus. They somehow they, they confused their database. They invited me, but everything that was on my invitations was Dan Henderson or something oh, like that. Dan Henderson. And I, so I wrote them. I was like, am I really invited or is am Dan, Dan Henderson invited? Yeah. And they were like, no, we got your email in the wrong space. You'll, you'll get invited soon. So if you're listening, Board of Pensions. Oh, man, I'm you're so ready. lucky. You're so lucky. I wish that I, I have talked to Board of Pensions reps and be like, here's my situation. My parents went away on a week's vacation. They left the keys to the brand new Porsche. Or will they mind? <laughs> well, of course not. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, but they, and so I explain it all and they're like, yeah, that, that sucks. Sorry. Yeah. Like, like, I asked if I could get a redo or get thrown back in, and they're like, no. no. Yeah. It's it's a one-time. Yeah. One and it was also, thing. I mean, it was like um, maybe probably seven years ago that I went. Yeah. But it was great. So even even not really knowing it. Now, where's all the stuff that I learned? It's all on a shelf. Yeah. I didn't put any of it into practice. Yeah. No. But the, the things that it uh, – so they, they focus on four different areas, five different areas. So uh, spiritual health, mm -hmm. emotional health, physical health financial health and so there and there are different people that like they have a seminar about finances get yeah. your finances in order to get a 4013 b uh emotional health like there's a counselor there to talk about like deal with your stuff yeah uh and all of us like what stuff and like that stuff and then they'll like, really point it out like it's real it's like a harsh kind of like yeah. it's really it's great and then physical stuff it's like you need to get into shape stop doing this and there was like mindfulness like mindful eating and mm -hmm. mindful like meditation and stuff like that 
and then um, the I think the spiritual health was that was the one that was less defined because I think a lot of pastors are okay with that. Yeah, right. But it really was like reading the Bible to write a sermon is not the same as reading the Bible so for devotion. Accurate. And so much of our job is is looks identical almost mm -hmm. to devotional study that that we don't really do a lot of personal stuff, yeah. introspective stuff. Jay's keys to success on that. Everybody throws shade at the message, the Bible yeah. by Eugene Peterson. Yep. Do not under any circumstances preach from the message. No. However. That's not what it's for. If you use it for personal devotion. Yeah. I have found it's great because my mind will not let me because seminary for years said, do not preach from this. Yeah. So when I'm reading scripture in Peterson's paraphrase, I can't do the devote, the, the, the sermon prep yeah. stuff. Your mind's telling you no. Right. My mind's like, you can't write a sermon around that. So all that's left is, oh, okay, well, what's it saying to me? Yeah. Uh, Jay's I like to that success. for the voice. Yes. The also voice? good. So the voice also is good. almost impossible to preach from. I know uh, Carl Anderson, who will never listen to this. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> would, uh, He's like one of the five people that actually does. He doesn't listen to it. Oh, really? He just likes stuff. He yeah, likes he, stuff on he, Twitter. I, I okay. realize that he, he doesn't listen to it. He's not a podcast Thrown guy, so we can we can talk about Carl Anderson. All oh we man, want we to. should do a whole Carl Anderson oh, episode. Gospel according to Carl Anderson, but we'll call it something else so that he doesn't know for the description. <laughs> right? Maybe it's this one. Maybe we'll just yeah, talk about Carl right. Anderson as much as we talked about Dave Matthews Band. <laughs> uh, but uh, he introduced me to the voice, and the voice is great. It's basically like a screenplay, mm. uh, like it, format of a screenplay. It, like it's the Bible. So rather than say, and then Jesus said, it just says Jesus, and then it has his lines, and yeah. then Peter, then his line, and then and it's really good. It's good for like. Reader's theater, if you did that. So it's useful in that terms of worship, but it's also, um, uh, it's not, it does not feel like reading the Bible. Yeah. So I, I think that that's a good one to use too. If you're adamantly against Peterson, um, the Common English Bible is another one that's a bit more accurate. Common English Bible is the Bible we use. Yeah. That is our go-to. Like I switched our church like that's really? straight up. It's Common like, English Bible. That's what I use for Because it's a real group. translation. Oh, it's, it yeah. really is. Like, and it's great. It, it's the only one that uses contractions, which yeah. blows my mind. Yeah, yeah. of all of them. So I, I started using the Common English Bible when I got to uh, Wexford Community Presbyterian Church, the church I am pastor of right now. Uh, and uh, so that was about three years ago. Uh, and it was because... Uh, my friend Rob Bradford, another person mm -hmm. who doesn't listen to the podcast. <laughs> Come on, uh, guys. <laughs> they don't know. You can, you can <laughs> make appeals all you want. They'll never hear. Uh, but he said, we had the NIV, and I was preaching on the NIV, and that's what I grew up with. And he said, yeah. why do you use the NIV? And I was like, why not? He's like, why do you? And I realized, like, <laughs> oh, I don't know. I never oh, thought shoot. about this before. Yeah. And I looked at the NIV, and I realized, like, oh, there's a, like the NIV's good, but there it's there's an agenda to it. There's an agenda to a lot of translations. Yep. You got to recognize that the ESV maybe has the one of the more deliberate yeah. agendas to it. It's very, very, very conservative. <laughs> um, uh, so the ESV I would say is, is not a bad translation translation wise, but it has a purpose and it's yep. always trying to push that purpose. It's some, like, the, it's some like somebody make, hijacked the R NRSV, yes. which is my go-to yes. here. So I, the NRSV I think is, is the safest one. It's pretty, it's pretty innocuous. But it's inelegant, yes, I think. It reads like true. stereo instructions. So it's, I mean, it tells you all the <laughs> stuff. So but it's, it's really, it, I mean, it reads, the, that's the red one that people get in seminary or college that's the Oxford yeah. Bible is always the NRSV. And it reads like the Oxford something. Yep. Like it's like when you read a book about Shakespeare by some expert and it's thoroughly unreadable. It doesn't mean that the information's bad, but it, uh, it does overwhelm you with like, uh, what are we talking about here? Yeah, right. <laughs> 
Uh, and th- that's the NRSV to me. So the, and what I like about the Common English Bible is that the, the scholarship is top-notch. Yes. Uh, it uses contractions, which is stunningly uh, inviting. Like yeah. I, you never really notice that uh, all the Bibles are written like a robot wrote them because they don't have any contractions. <laughs> uh, but then uh, it also it's thoroughly readable and yeah. accessible. Like the NRSV, I think, is written to a 12th grade reading level. Something like that. Yeah. The NIV is written to an eighth grade reading level, seventh, mm-hmm. seventh or eighth grade. And the Common English Bible is written to, I think, a sixth or fifth grade reading level. Yeah. Which sounds like, oh, they've dumbed it down. No. no, most people are there. And especially theologically, yeah. most people are in fifth grade. Yep. Um, now, there's like the Good News Bible, which is written on like a first grade <laughs> level. And boy, that's like, Jesus, good. Devil, bad. My, like it's, my church just e- or just mailed me my copy of the Good, the news, good news Bible, Bible that I got in That you never grade. picked up? No. <laughs> it is sitting in some books. It's been sitting here forever. <laughs> Get your crap out of our storage closet. <laughs> Yeah. The one thing I liked about the Good News Bible were those stick figures. That yeah, they were great they were illustrations. Like kind of flowy, like the I just ghosts. looked at the pictures. Yeah. yeah, the ghosts. Yeah. So yeah. Let, well, let's let's try to wrap this one up. Uh-huh. I think that uh, all that is to say that um, rest is an essential part of life, and I think that we have demonstrated to we have a cautionary tale uh-huh. and a success tale. Yes. At this table, we have uh, a young father who is mindful enough of his schedule. To rest up, to well, be how? present with his kids uh, in an so, ideal situation. So, yeah, right. In an ideal situation. Right. I, don't, I don't mean to deify that's you. The, that's the goal. Yeah. That I mean, very did, rarely actually we pans did ta- out. You, you did talk about Dave Matthews Band for 25 minutes. That's so. right. That's right. Uh, that's lest we think that you are perfect. <laughs> I am not. I am uh, not. And then we have uh, a person who cannot say no and uh, is constantly too exhausted to. Um, be present mm. and that and again that's not to dump on me and say that i'm always doing that but but that is a common thread in my life is that i struggle with rest mm. even apart from work like i i want to experience everything yeah <laughs> and in doing so uh you experience nothing yeah and so like i am one who every time i go to an amusement park i want to be on that last run of the roller coaster mm. And I am. I have always been fine, and I, and this is not fair. I have always been fine with always be, with being the last person up to the group yeah. that is waiting at the exit to go, because I want to milk every every, every moment out of every day. Which, and I think you know, just to continue not deifying me, the trade off is my Tuesdays and Wednesdays are routinely twelve to fourteen hour days. Yeah. So like Monday, I do great at this. Yeah. But that's really it. Yeah. Uh, and by the by, you'll also notice my wife works all day Monday. Yeah. So that piece of the equation is missing. So like, yeah. even in wanting to be uh, really present, you know, I think when Christians talk about temptation, we're usually talking about drugs, alcohol, or sex or something like that, yeah. right? Like, don't look at that billboard or whatever. Yeah. I think this is it. Like, yeah. the two of us could sit down and oh, yeah. name, here's the problem. And and also, no, no church, and this is not to throw... The church is under the buster to say that we have we have great churches. Both of our yeah. churches are fantastic. I love right. my congregation. As do uh, I. A bunch of amazing people. I don't think anyone in my congregation is going to tell me I need to leave. Nope. Uh, I don't think anyone in my con- and and not that it's their fault, but it's just just not what's expected. Like you kind of expect and people will <laughs> instead of people telling you to leave, there's always people that will tell you, "Where are you? Why don't why aren't you in the office more? Or why yeah. are you doing this thing?" And again, not mean spirited, but right. They just, that's what they expect pastors to do. And especially if they've had a previous pastor who that's like the yeah. worst, some of the worst thing that's happened is generations before us were pastors who lived in their office. Yep. 
they didn't help anybody. They didn't help no. the church, and they definitely did not help the pastors that came before them, nope. came after them. And as we are in this decline of Christendom and this kind of changing of what the church is, and all churches are kind of declining in terms of what they were at their peak in the 50s and 60s and 70s, um, everyone's starting to panic. And they, what they think is like, well, the old pastor was here all the time. So yeah. even if they don't say it straight up, they're starting to think, well, you should just do more. Yep. And it's, run right it's back not to it. that it's not that's that analogy i mean that's the grabbing water with your hands and trying to fill up a pool like yeah. it's it's fleeting and you're just you're you're stick you're you're plugging holes in the dam so imagine this like there's a certain segment of christianity usually more of an evangelical bent that has this thing called the accountability group yeah uh which is usually like a bunch of dudes getting together and talking about how they don't look at porn um <laughs> can you imagine the accountability group that would text you and say hey man go take a day off tomorrow yeah and like, regardless of what's happening, yeah, like you just have to, yeah, or even just ask a question, like, what have you said no to today? Yeah. Um, well, and the one thing that I have that, that I have done a little better is like, I my days off are pr- I pretty much I lock my days off pretty well. Yeah, I have um, worked on a Monday exactly like three times. Yeah, in my well, and my day is off Thursday, okay, which is an unusual day. And I started yeah. that in youth ministry because uh, the first church I was at, the head pastor took Mondays off, mm-hmm. and. Uh, I, first I was going to take Fridays off, but then I realized I was working on Friday all the time for Every, ministry stuff yeah. because there's like football games and things like that. And, yep. and so then I just, uh, somebody else said, why don't you take Thursday off? And I was like, can you do that? And he's like, yeah. <laughs> so I started taking Thursday off and it was fantastic yeah. because I ne- like, so few, like there's barely meetings on Thursdays or things like that. Almost all the meetings are Monday through Wednesday. Yep. The other stuff happens on Friday. And so it, it never, you don't really interfere with too much stuff. And now even as a head pastor, I came in, they're like, do you want Monday or Friday? I was like, I'm going to take Thursday. And they said, huh? And I, yeah. I said, why not? And they're like, I guess you sure. And it, it breaks up the week, yep. but it also, most everything needs to be done by Wednesday anyway. Yep. So if I can get everything I need, I can get everything set by Wednesday. I can take my break off and then, then I have Friday as like a bonus, Clean like up. whatever I missed. Yep. And the thing about um, taking a day off is that you, if you are, if you've made yourself so important to the equation that you going away is going to make everything fall apart, then you're completely doing it wrong. Whether and this is like not for just pastors, no, this is for people that's in life. Everyone and and we are in a society that rewards people who do not rest. Yep. That you will, if you're in a promotion based job. People will get promoted around you who do not take days off. Yeah. And who work on their evenings yep. and 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 don't. Don't have a life. Like worship at the altar of business. The most yeah. successful business people usually either do not have a family or have a broken family. Yeah, and that's that's a that's a big net to cast. But but uh, so I'm sure that there are exceptions to that rule, but they are very much exceptions to the rule. Yeah, and it's because you put the business life ahead of your professional life, and then you get rewarded for it. But then you get to be 40 and you don't have any family, and you're like, what have I done? Yeah, um, and you try to fill it with other things that look like family, but they're not. Yep, uh, and that. Um, I lost the thread on that one. Uh, the the whole idea of um, taking time for your family, of taking time to rest, taking time to to bring it back to this, if you can, nap. Yeah. Or find a place that 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 gives you energy rather than taking energy. Yes. You will be better at whatever you do. Yeah. Whether it's ministry, whether it's being a husband, a wife, a son, a daughter. Uh, a friend, a partner, and anything, whether if you are, I mean, one of the best, uh, the best ministry people that I see in my life is a guy who works at the McDonald's that's pretty close to my house. And he doesn't talk about Jesus or anything like that. He just, he made himself a, a badge that says, Ken, guest relations. 
Excellent. And he works at the drive-in, and I'll go by and get a coffee every once in a while. And he always, he's really happy on the thing, and he always asks me how I'm doing, like while he's like running the machine. Yeah. So and I mean he's he's got a solid 15 seconds while he's waiting for it. And he's like, so what are you up to today? Yeah. And he's like an old timer, kind of like just a guy who's probably like retired, but this is just what he's doing. And he and he legitimately cares. And yep. I'm like, oh, I'm off to the church. He's like, oh, what church? He's like, oh, this church up in West. Oh, that sounds great. Well, have a great day. And he's like, what are you up to? Oh, I'm having a lot of fun. I hope the rain doesn't come back. Like, it's really just like kind of old timey guy. And his presence in mm-hmm. that, and it really makes me, it make, legitimately makes me go to McDonald's more than I want to just because right. of this guy. That's the heretic Rob Bell talked about at one of his last talks. Oh, you were there. You and I went together. Yeah. The, the, yeah, yeah. the Trader Joe's guy. Oh, yeah. The, in the parking the, lot. The parking lot guy, yeah. That he'll literally drive out of his way. There's a closer Trader Joe's, yeah. but he will go to the so farther this parking one, lot attendant. Same idea. Who was like the friendliest guy. Yeah. And that's it. So being, uh, getting the rest you need helps you to be present. And that presence, it doesn't matter whether you the head of this 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 uh, business or the head of a, a, a leadership community or, or a church or anything like that, or even a teacher, yeah. or even staying at home with kids, or or just working on getting yourself straight. Yeah. Uh, getting rest so you can be absolutely present in that moment is so important. And here's the trick: it costs less than you think. Oh yeah. Uh, so like, but we, it seems so hard, right? One of the things we talked about a bunch of episodes ago for me, one of the things that gives life, it's not restful by any stretch, but biking. Yeah. I can drive from my house to this church in 10 minutes. Yeah. I can bike from my house to this church in 20 minutes. Yeah. And that extra 10 minutes can seem precious to the point that like, well, I can't sacrifice it. Like the, the, the person who is busy. Yeah. That's a waste of 10 minutes. Right. Because it's not 10 minutes. One way, it's 10 minutes both ways. Right, it's 20 minutes. Yeah. 20 extra minutes in a day. The days I bike are radically different. Today's yeah. one of them. Yeah. I, I was literally like, smiling from ear to ear on the way here. Yeah, probably looking crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Right. <laughs> also because thing, smiling super huge. it was the worst today too because I got to the bottom of a big hill and realized that I forgot my wallet. I saw your Twitter. I had yeah. to turn around to go yeah. back and get it. I was like, Arr! you're at the pharmacy. Yeah. But I'm still smiling. Yeah. Still loving life. So, you know, take 10 minutes. Take 20 minutes. It costs way less than you think to actually get recharged. And in a probably, good way. and and what I would uh, probably a good way to end this like four hour episode that we have going here um, is um, Sabbath. Getting a day of Sabbath is almost impossible. Yep. In the world that we have, in the life that we have signed up for, it is true. So instead of that, you need to take it in little bites. Yep. My friend Kyle takes it in an hour of working out. Um, you could take it in ten minutes of sitting and doing, I mean, like find things that can help you unplug that can, and not just things to let your brain go on screensaver. Like most everything that happens on your phone is just, it's, it's wasting time. Yep. Um, I went back and got plants versus zombies. Do you remember this game? Yeah. It's like 10 years old. Yeah. Every time I've played it the last week, I have actually thought out loud. Why am I playing this? Yep. I have <laughs> every game I play on my phone. I think, well, this is, this is in lieu of whatever this. I want to do. And <laughs> right. that happens to me a lot of times at night where I'm too tired to go to sleep. Yeah. It's like, I don't want to go to sleep yet. I guess I will play this game for <laughs> half an hour that won't do anything. It's not even yeah. a thoughtful game. It's just like a candy crush or something like that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So find, don't do that. Yeah. Find time. And it's not just filling space. Right. It's actually being present at least to rest or something like that so that you can be present in whatever it is, whether that's, teaching people or, or, uh, coming, being innovative or it's helping people at the, at the drive-thru. Yeah. Wherever God takes you, get some rest. So 
Hi, Bartleby. That's a long piece of paper. I'm so tired. <laughs> Maybe oh, we Bartleby. Should, you know what? I don't want to give him a sock or anything. Maybe we should let Bartleby go take a nap. Yeah, Bartleby, why don't you take a nap? That's a good place. That's to... what we can do for today. Bartleby, yeah. just get, get some go rest. Go take some buddy. sleep, buddy. Yeah, we'll do with your stuff later. <laughs> uh, so... Uh, check us out on Twitter, Rough the Pastor. Yeah. Uh, on Twitter, Roughing the Pastor. On Instagram, uh, rate and review us on Apple Podcasts or iTunes. We like that stuff. Uh, please talk to us on Twitter. That we we're having great uh, conversations yeah. with some folks on I've there. I've met but... so many new people on the Rough the Pastor Twitter. Yeah, yeah. nice. There's some some good folk out some there. Some solid folks. Good folk. Uh, and it's just great to have this conversation. So um, and. We would love the ideas for new episodes, ideas for guests. If you are in the area and can find a way to be a guest, we'd love that too. Yeah. We do have some guests coming up. Here I know. I'm so excited. Uh, and uh, just anything, any kind of comments, uh, one way or another, we'd love to hear from you. Yeah. Um, and so this week on uh, Twitter, I think the question is this, what gives you rest? Let's mm. say that. And what, what and, and let, we'll define rest in this way. What gives you energy Yeah. rather than taking it away? Yep. And again, that's where I put the phone in, whereas like the phone can fill up time, but I've never am energized from the, no. from the phone. No. And maybe you are, and I don't really understand that, but, uh, and maybe that's it. And you can explain that seriously. It's like Snapchat yeah. energizes me. I don't think that that's quite going to be true. You're going to have to work hard to convince me of that. Yeah. But. Yeah. And maybe it could be like, I don't, everybody works differently. Yeah. But, uh, like I can't nap. Napping <laughs> drains my energy. Napping <laughs> takes my energy away. Not me. Uh, so, but, but, so what gives you energy? And, um, think that that's that's probably a good thing so uh for me it's the dave matthews for me it's, dave for me, it's editing out the dave matthews band. That's what <laughs> so uh anyway until next week we'll, we'll see you guys i'm i've been tyler i've been jay and we've been roughing, roughing the, the pastor. pastor see you guys go take a nap <laughs> <laughs>